the ability to create is one of the gifts of being human. So there is this excitedness here. It's like this palpable energy too, where what are you going to create next? What are you going to create in your energy going forward? Because you may find yourself connecting with new potentials that you weren't even aware of before. Yeah. And as we move higher into our consciousness, the potentials just grow. There's possibilities everywhere. We're living in a spiral dimension, no longer just linear. So that's really exciting. It's almost, I mean, Molly, is it almost as if it's all happening divinely? Welcome to the raw and wild hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave, we'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three of the Raw and Wild Hearts podcast. I can't believe it. Here we are. And wow, are we starting off with a soulful bang. Molly McCord. Need I say more? Need I say more? Our dear friend and okay, well, I will say more. (laughs) Our dear friend and favorite intuitive astrologer is back to fire us up and balance us out for all that is shifting and evolving in our world, babes. If you've listened to our first two episodes, then you know how giddy I get when Molly is near. Her and I can lift the heavens with our excitement. There's a reason she has so generously offered her time, wisdom, and magic in each of my seasons. Yes, you can go back and listen to two other amazing episodes we have created together. But today, we really dive into the exquisite gifts of understanding your personal planets and how they can be some of your best support personally and collectively. We also open up the energies of the significant consciousness evolution currently underway, how to stay in alignment internally while there seems to be chaos externally, and what the USA's Pluto return means as it all unfolds. This convo is not to be missed, y'all. Oh, and, and Molly gives us an exclusive. Yes, peoples, we get to hear an exclusive from Molly. Heard first here on the podcast. So stick around for that. I got to say, it feels a little like my birthday with this huge share from her. Really, though, if you love what we are throwing down here in this episode or in any episodes past, we would both be so grateful for your time and energy of a star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It does really help get this valuable insight and hella fun exchange out to more listeners. Beezus is excited. She's playing in the background. <laughs> Heck, go ahead and hit that subscribe button while you're at it. I bring the energy and a uh, 
amazing guests with every episode. I do. I do. I pinky swear promise. I know you'll get tons of support by tuning in regularly. Let me tell you how wildly cosmically connected Molly and I are. We tend to release the same energies, themes, and types of support at the same time. It comes through our Instagram posts, our podcasts, our digital offerings, our downloads, just generally where we share everywhere. But this, this is a powerhouse for your galactic human and star evolution. I released my most powerful meditation to date, the DNA Light Code Activation Meditation, And very shortly after, Molly released her Cosmic Connection Meditation. Put these two together and have unbelievable access into your source energy, innate healing potentials, and creation energy, and a direct line to your cosmic guides and astral support system, all for 21 bucks. Seriously, I could definitely say it will be the best $21 investment in your fine self you have ever made because this kind of support gives out returns of a radical health, supreme alignment, higher dimensional shifts, and so much more. Every time you push play, you activate all these abilities and skills quicker and deeper. You can make quantum shifts the more you are available. I'll link both meditations in the show notes below. Oh, and bonus, I'm also releasing my affirmations for alignment and abundance literally tomorrow, September 27th, 2021. So bulk up on your energy and nervous system care library because if you don't know yet, it's at the forefront of this awakening and your robust wellness. I'll be launching an invitation with my tracks to see how dramatically our experiences shift when we create an intentional practice for 10 days. Come and join in the fun. Jump on my email list for bi-monthly cosmic support and exclusives. Shoot me a message or connect with me on IG, YouTube, or Facebook. I also want to give a shout out to 821, that's A-T-E-2-1, the bomb musician behind the soul-peaking music of the Raw and Wild Hearts podcast. He just released an EP called Field Day with our title track, Raw Dub, included. Go to Bandcamp and look up 821 to buy. And lastly, I'd like to mention our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of talk therapy. There's EMDR, EFT, shadow work, Hakomi, all the things. But BetterHelp is professional counseling in the comfort of your own home. I love my telehealth sessions. The benefits for me are pretty huge since I get to stick with my own therapist no matter where I am. I take less time out of my day for the appointment and we get deeper and deeper into the karmic wounding and patterns that are revealing themselves more than ever during these big energies. If you feel like telehealth is the right fit for your mental health at this time, BetterHelp can be more affordable than traditional counseling and they offer financial aid to those who qualify. What's different is that you can log on at any time and send your therapist a message. They truly want you to have an easy and supportive experience. So if your therapist isn't a great match, they'll help you find a better match immediately because we all know how important it is to feel supported in our full transparency and vulnerability. Am I right? Yes. So there are millions of people accessing BetterHelp as part of their mental health routine. And as a Wild Heart Warrior, you get 10% off your first month when you go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash raw and wild hearts. The link is always below in the show notes.
Okay, are you ready to rumble? Let's get on to this wildly engaging and cosmically enhanced episode. Molly McCord is a best-selling author of 10 books, intuitive astrologer, modern consciousness teacher, and has hosted a successful podcast since 2012. She has published 12 books, created numerous online programs, hosted a weekly podcast with over 2 million downloads, and advised numerous entrepreneurs and small business owners to better results. With over 25 years of sales, marketing, business development, and leadership experience, Molly aims to support more entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, healers, and authors to build their dream businesses in practical and solid ways. She lives in Florida with her young son who wants to know what your favorite dinosaur is today and what your favorite dinosaur will be tomorrow. Please welcome our great friend and favorite intuitive astrologer, Molly McCord. Hello, Molly. Thank you for rejoining the Wild Heart Revolution. Thank you, Lori, for having me back. I love talking with you. I love connecting with you. I love connecting with your audience. So thank you for having me. Uh, these are the highlights of this life in this body. When we get to chat, it's just like the elevation in my soul sings to the mountains. And how honored are we? We have gotten your divine presence and gifts for three seasons. You've come on all three seasons. So thank you. Thank you for your time and your energy and your gifts. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so happy that we can talk about these things that matter, you know, that people are interested in, help them on their journey. So it's a joy, really, to connect with you, Lori. So I'm very grateful. All right. Yes, let's get into it. So I just first I want to recap our first two episodes generally for people who haven't gone back. But definitely, if you haven't go and check those out, because what we do in every episode, and I feel like this is so specific to Molly, I just feel this kinship, sisterhood, soul connection to her. We talk a little bit about general astrology knowledge, and then we look at current and upcoming energies. And then we also want to open up your innate energy and abilities and how we can create more evolution with them, especially with all of these wild historical times that we have. And they are big. It is a big time. (laughs) It's like, we're not imagining this. It's true. The astrology is big. The changes are big. You know, we're seeing it in our lives and in our world. So yes, this is a very big time. And that's why I love astrology to help guide us, to help us remember what's important, what's essential and to travel with our own power and our choices. Mm, Yes. And your podcast, I am telling you, I have turned so many people onto it. It is a guiding light, especially through chaotic energies and changes. It just is like this kind of like grounding device that you put out. What you say sings to people's souls and it helps them feel balance, feel centeredness and feel seen, really feel seen in what's happening within their soul. You have such a gift at that, Molly. Oh, that is so kind of you. Thank you for saying that. That really touches my heart. And I'm just glad that we can use this language of astrology to understand where we're at, what we're going through, how to make the most of it, some perspective, all of that. So that's so sweet. And thank you for sharing my podcast with your listeners, Lori. That's really kind of you. All day, every day hands down. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about natal charts. We've talked about mercury retrogrades. 
honing into intuition, divine timing, our choice to be here in this body at this time. I think that's really important. And we'll probably get into that a little bit later. We even talked about the rare eclipses of 2020 and then astrology and relationships. But right now I feel like we can go a little further into what I'd like to explore is personal planets because personal planets are kind of like your personal signature. And I know, you know, in general astrology, people look at their sun sign and then they look at the sun, moon and rising. But I think when we really get into the personal planets, we get so dynamic. And I know that you've talked about that recently too. So let's dive in. Yes. So personal planets are your Mercury, Venus and Mars. And these energies, along with your sun and your moon, these five energy points, create the recipe for more of your personality, for how you think, how you share, how you learn, how you relate, how you do life, you know, how you go after what you want. And when we understand this formula in ourselves, it really creates this beautiful synergy, a sense of wholeness, a sense of this is who I am more on a daily basis. Because the personal planets are also about how you move through life on a daily basis. Uh, Your sun sign being what you do in the world, like how you feel confident, how you show up, how you shine. Your moon sign being what you are looking to receive, where you feel safe, what feels emotionally satisfying to you. Your mercury is your mental energies, how you communicate. Uh, Even as simple as how often you respond to emails and how soon you reply to text messages. Those are your Mercury energies. Your Venus is what you need to feel loved and connected to other people. So this can be how you do friendships on a daily basis, how you interact with others. And then your Mars relates to not only your physical body, so that can be your exercise and how you move through the day, but how you go after your goals, how you understand what you want, how you go for it. So these five personal planets give you a bigger understanding of your energy, who you are, and how you operate in a daily manner. So that's why I think they're so powerful to know, because then we're really getting into more of what feels natural, where our synergy shows up within ourselves, and also how to be in certain environments, especially career and profession that relate to who you are. So you're really honoring the authenticity of who you are on a daily basis. And then you're taking that into all areas of your life. And that's really one of the beautiful things that the personal planets uh, reveal to us. Mm. I love how you just broke that down. I feel like you made it really accessible for people. Like, for example, when you were talking about the mercury, how you said, how do you respond to emails or text messages? That just gave me such an aha moment because my mercury is in Aries and I respond immediately. I just like go for it. Right. I never hesitate. But then I get frustrated because I'm like, why isn't everybody else responding like that? So that's such a wonderful way to look at it. Right. Yeah, and it's good when we can take the astrology and apply it to our real lives, you know, how we're really moving through life, how we're really showing up, and how, yes, exactly, your Mercury in Aries will approach it in one way, and then someone who has Mercury in Taurus, well, they're going to take their time, go slower, think it through, and they'll get back to you in two days. So it helps to understand this in other people as well, because it helps with our expectations of others, but also just that own 
self-knowingness of, okay, this is how I will respond to a text message and an email. And I understand that not everyone will be that way, but this is who I am and that's how I operate. That is huge. That's huge in relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, because I think that we, we do go through life kind of with these expectations that that fall short constantly because we're looking at it through the lens of ourselves. And that I feel like when we actually can start to like pull back and like get a higher vantage point and realize that this is so individual and it's so personal based on the moment you were born with what was happening in the galaxy. I mean, that's incredible to really hone in on that in your soul, like take it deeply into your cells that it's not offensive. It's not, you know, even defensive. This is how we express ourselves in such different and unique ways. And it helps with the whole theme of not taking things personally, Mm. where when you understand how you operate and then how another person can be on a much slower uh, let's say timeline, or just to, you know, they just move through life in a different way, then you just know that's who they are. So what I love about astrology is that it does reconnect us to our own personal energy fields. And then it helps us accept and see others in their own energy fields as well. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all guess what? I get so dang excited to talk to Molly that I forgot to start with our <laughs> prayer. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and slip that prayer in right now. And I just figured that's divine timing. And this is the perfect time to recenter and um, get our prayer on, right? So to all the wild heart warriors and our light, especially our dark and in all of our magic and glory, may we continue to elevate consciousness through honesty, humor, humility, gentle care, soul wrenching growth and ownership. And to us, and to being creators and creatures of adaptability, resiliency, and evolution. Gorgeous words. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful energy that was just put in at exactly the right time. Thank you for that. I love it. I love your prayer. Thank you. Yeah. And I was, as I took a sip of my cacao, I was like, oh, prayer. (laughs) Thank you, angels. Thank you, spirit guides. Okay. So So for personal planets, I feel like you summed it up in such a profound way, but you also mentioned something that I think we want to move into now, which is transits. So I'd love for you to explain to people, like, if they hear like, oh, this transit is happening or that transit is happening or it's happening in your chart. And they're like, I don't even know what the heck a transit is. Let's chat about that because this is so important on a day-to-day basis and for our own fluctuation, like the weather. Yep, exactly. So when you were born, think of that moment in time as a photograph, right? And you take a picture, a snapshot of energy, you emerged, you became this individual energy separate from the mother, and you are that snapshot of energy. Well, the planets keep moving. And in astrology, we call them the transiting planets. Because when you're holding a photograph, right, you have that moment in time, but then Things keep shifting, they keep moving. So the transiting planets in astrology is basically what we look at when you're looking for like a monthly update on astrology, or you're looking at a weekly update, like my weekly Wednesday shows are all about the transiting energies, which is 
what is moving around us right now, similar to the weather, the weather changes, and this is a look at the cosmic weather. And so these transiting energies are working with all of us in a general sense. So we're all feeling certain energies and we feel them at different levels of intensity, depending on how those transiting energies are in conversation with your own energy field. So again, going back to that visual of a photograph, the transiting planets continue to interact with your own energy field throughout your life. And this is how we experience growth and change, healing and challenges and things that come up that are really difficult or really push us to grow, to do some really deep growth. It's also where we experience big life changes, where we understand something in a different way. Uh, it's basically the movement of life force. So transiting energies are what we're working with generally and personally. And the more that you dive into astrology, it does get more complicated, which is also why it continues to be fascinating. But the transiting planets are essentially the current weather, the current energies that we're feeling at this time and how that current energy is working with us all collectively, but then working with you specifically. Mm, yes. And so I think that I really want to highlight here how important it is to normalize the fluctuation, just the fluctuation of being human and yes. being connected to that yes. cosmic energy and weather, right? Absolutely. Because the energy, it will flow through and we need, you know, different tools at different times, depending on the weather. It's like we have things that we can really use at certain times in our lives that support us in whatever that big theme is. And it keeps us in a state of adaptability. It keeps us aware of the never ending change in the world, how we are made for that, how we are made to be adaptable and fluctuate and to flow with life, how we are made to keep going, you know, to not be too rigid or too stuck, that life wants us to grow, life wants us to move forward. And so these energies can support us in that way, especially when we're aware of how they're working with us personally. Yeah. And that's exactly the support that you are showering people with is honoring that because I feel like we've been in this programming of repressing our fluctuations and then it creates this tension and it can even lead to dis-ease within our body. Yes. Yeah, we're dishonoring something that needs to move through us. And then we're being told to like, just push through it, just go as hard as you can. And sometimes we need to rest more. Sometimes we need to cry yeah. some, you know what I mean? Instead yes. of just like repressing Absolutely. that all down. And I feel this connects to the strong energies of feminine rising of where mm. we're stepping into the feminine flows. And how that reconnects us to our body consciousness, our emotional world, how we're not only centered on our mind or our mental processes or what we want to achieve or go for, all of that is still wonderful, but now we're integrating more of the fullness of our energy, more of the wholeness of who we are. So that gives us more tools, that gives us more ways to navigate these very big energies on the planet. So we are using more of our feminine energies in a very empowering way. 
And we're learning what that looks like on a daily basis because yes, these energies ebb and flow. Uh, we feel it at different layers of ourselves, different layers of our beings. And it's pretty amazing to be this open energetically as well. Like we're so open and much more intuitive as a collective than we've ever been, mm. at least in this version of Earth. Absolutely. I have been talking a lot about this lately, but it it was thought that we really started to move away from the divine feminine, which is, you know, feeling and intuition and um, and flow like that when we started writing. So when we took language and started writing, we became so left brain that we actually started to move away from that creative, more creative right brain or intuitive place within us that was more telepathic or clairvoyant or claircognizant, right? And so now I find it really uh, just so enlivening that our cells are like waking up. They're almost remembering maybe from parallel lives, even abilities that we had with that divine feminine energy. And I feel like in this culture, really where we're going to um, shine the most is when we have this beautiful combination of sacred masculine and divine feminine energies really coming together. And I, I believe that produces a level of unconditional love, no matter what is fluctuating or is even chaotic around us. I love that, Lori. That's beautiful wisdom right there. I really love what you said about the writing. I thought that was an awesome correlation where the focus shift in our brains. And then, yes, what we are understanding and opening up to more holistically. It's very important. And I think it's also where things are exciting right now. Like this is very exciting to understand more of what we're capable of, what we can develop, what we can use. And how it takes us into more of our own authenticity, into more of our own spiritual gifts, into more of our own soul's essence of what we're capable of that isn't based on the mind or that isn't based on only one particular energy field. So yes, I think it's a wonderful merging right now of those divine feminine and sacred masculine energies within us. And then of course that sets up the ability to merge them with others and to really connect in a in a whole way. Right. And I agree with you. I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially that might be tapping into the fear, because there is a lot of fear moving through the collective and we feel collective energy in our bodies. We're all yep. connected. Yep. Um, and I think that, you know, we want it. Sometimes we might want to shut down and be like, I don't want to be here now because this is too hard. It's too scary. I don't know. I fear the unknown. And that's where this adaptability and resiliency is really going to step up when we can open up to it. Then we have an absence of fear where more intelligent life can come in and more intelligent consciousness can come in. And that just creates more of our abilities to emanate the energy out into the collective. And it becomes so cyclical, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's exciting that we have the opportunity to do some reprogramming around those fears because, you know, there are fears on this planet and it's very normal just in our human experience to have experiences of fear, whether it's a small everyday fear of like, you know, a crazy looking spider or a bigger fear that feels overwhelming and what do I do with this? And, you know, just feels like it can take you over. And yet we're living in a time when we get to reprogram those fears and approach them from a higher place of our own power. And I feel like that's one of the gifts right now. And that's also why it's such a big time because it brings up 
karmic energies and soul lessons and deeper things that we're healing. And wow, how awesome that we can shift that, how we can evolve it into something that is going to serve us now. And, you know, we let go of so much too. I mean, that's been such a big theme for, you know, 10 years for so many people. Like we've had to let go of different phases of our lives, different experiences, different friendships, different relationships, different parts of our self-identity. There's been so much letting go that now we're actually moving into this very fascinating decade of what are you consciously choosing for yourself? based on who you really truly are. So it's a really interesting dance. And you know, it's like one step forward, two steps back some days. But overall, I feel like there's something very special about this time period that we're in. Yeah, I want to riff off of that a little bit, because I just put a post out about this. And it was about how I used to relate in relationships and how I do now with the new energies. And I feel like something I said was really powerful. And it hit my soul. It's like, I used to attach my worth into how much I could make it work. Right? Like no matter, no matter how much my body consciousness was screaming for me to get out of that situation. Yep. We would just like power through our bodies telling us, stop, leave, right? Do not continue. And now it's like, wait a second, that body consciousness is so wise. And now we can tap into it in a way that's like elevating. It's absolutely enlightening. And then those relationships actually get to evolve and they get to become and stay in a positive light because they're evolving instead of becoming this like, karma that we have to now work through. Right, right. And I think that's such a beautiful example, because even that desire to attach, it's very feminine, right? Like it comes from our heart, we want to connect, we want to know someone, we want a relationship to work and whatever, you know, that can be a whole other discussion. But it's like, there's a lot that can be there. And then we're integrating and listening to all of our energy systems. So yes, your body consciousness and your intuition and your sense of, is this really working? Is this really right for me? Is this really giving me what I need based on who I am? And I feel like what we're moving into is so many truer connections, you know, truer relationships, truer friendships, truer, truer partnerships, because we've done that already. Like we've been there, done that around what doesn't work, what's not really satisfying. And now we're traveling with all of our energy. And I feel like what's fascinating about the body consciousness is that you then start to feel something in you at a much deeper level that you know you can trust, that you know, yes, this is right for me. Yes, this is correct for me, whatever it might be, right? Not just a person, but anything that we're doing in our daily life or going about or even food that we're eating. It's really awesome that we're able to trust that part of ourselves even more now because it only loves us. It loves us so much that it wants us to have this beautiful, amazing life and to trust the wisdom of our body consciousness. Yes. And it's so tied to creation energy. I mean, deep in our cells, we hold knowledge. We hold ancient keys and codes and wisdom and all of that creation energy. And I think that when we were so mind heavy and mind focused, like, no, I have to make this work no matter what. 
then we were pulling in all of this external programming that came into our minds throughout our learning, right? But when we get down into the body consciousness, it's that true creation energy that has like built everything and everyone around us. And that is like the ultimate wisdom. Definitely, because it's more cellular. It's like it has a deeper knowingness. And I also think that, I mean, at least I can speak from my own experience, is that we do have certain relationships that reflect back to us our unhealed selves, like the parts of ourselves that are unhealed. And so then we call in partners and we call in situations that reveal, you know, what's ready to be healed or what's ready to come up to our consciousness to work with and work through. And then once we've done so much of that work, then we're calling in or attacking people from a healed place, from a wholer place. And our bodies love that, right? Our bodies like want to celebrate that because there is an energy of self-honoring there where now we're relating from a healthier healed place, not from a place of trauma or a place of whatever has been um, unconscious within us. So yeah, there's all these various shifts that are happening um, that make it quite a fascinating journey right now. Yeah. And when we can approach it in that like centered place in that post, I said, what if we looked at being in relationship as a flow, flow in and flow out, not as a forever, right? Not as like this construct of forever. And maybe it flows in for this lifetime, who knows? But when we can be in that like adaptability and movement of it, then we can actually learn those lessons with maybe without having such a harsh pain attached to it, right? We can use that mirror in a more healthy way. Yes. Absolutely. And that's really exciting. You know, that's a win. That's a a point for the team when you're (laughs) at that place, because then you can be in that power, right? And that knowingness, that higher consciousness, as well as discernment. And that's important too, because it's almost like if you just got off one bus and you're like, I learned a lot of lessons on that bus and you see a similar bus coming right around, you're like, yeah, no, not getting on the bus. I already know what that's about. I don't need those lessons again. I don't need to go down that path. So the discernment levels go up too, right? When we're trusting that and honoring that and we can see things from a higher vantage point. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I love it so much. Yes. Okay. So let's move into more of the current and upcoming energies and even how, how do the energies now relate to this consciousness evolution or this even human evolution that's historical that's happening right now? I mean, do you have anything in the planets that you really see that's creating this space for us to go more into our emotional intelligence and body consciousness? I think it's going to be a new way of life going forward for those who have already been on this journey, who are choosing it, who are trusting it. Of course, it comes down to free will and choice. Um, But I think that this is how we are learning to operate as new humans, you know, fuller humans that are more aware of our capacity and our capabilities, that we have more to go on instead of just the mind, instead of just the visuals of the physical world, you know, we're working with our intuition, we're working with what we're feeling at a deeper level. And I feel like this is exciting because as we move through this decade, there's a lot of big astrology here. There's a lot of big world changes that we've never experienced. It's definitely uncharted territory. 
it's definitely very new. And that means we're going to have new solutions, new possibilities, new creations. You know, there's potentials here for quantum leaps in certain areas of our lives, but there's the energy of renovation and destruction and things collapsing and falling apart at the same time. So we have very big energy cycles at play that aren't going to be all neat and tidy, you know, that are going to push us and, and challenge us to literally think outside the box, you know, to consider other potentials for our lives, for what is possible in our everyday world. And I feel like what we can see with the astrology is that we are both building a new reality, a new earth, a new higher consciousness on the planet at the same time that other energies are being dismantled and falling apart and coming apart. So we're going to continue to have this splitting of the world, if you will, where there's going to be different realities and you're going to feel it. You're going to sense that, okay, I can't really talk about certain things with some people in my life. I have to keep it very surfacey or I have to keep it very, you know, kind of, you know, cotton candy. It's like, I can't go deeper. I can't really go into what I'm really feeling or sensing. We're not on the same wavelength. That's going to become more apparent. So I feel like it's the splitting of the world that's a big theme here. And we're already seeing it in a way, and, and we have different perspectives on that. But I think it's going to continue as more people choose to contribute their energy towards higher consciousness, higher frequencies, higher developments, you know, like this new earth consciousness. And I think that those are the energies that we want to gravitate towards if that's calling to you, because then it's a bit like 80% of you is aware of where you're going and maybe 20% of you is aware of where you've been or what is collapsing. So I feel like there's just going to be this significant split, Lori, and it will be interesting to see, you know, how we each feel that and how it plays out, but it's giving us an understanding too of how far we've grown, how much we've healed, how far we've come. And I feel that that's really encouraging. Yeah. And just you saying how far we've grown and healed. This is what I meant to say a little earlier about how exciting it is to be in these times, because we actually get to be a part of healing Gaia and ourselves, you know, because what yep. we were very unsustainable with our methods for a very long time. We still are, but like, it really feels like this is, it's so important that we all did choose to be here right now. And the choices that we do make going forward, because we get to be a part of the healing that so desperately needs to happen. But <laughs> let's chat yeah. real quick yeah. about USA's Pluto return, because that, you know, the healing, I think eventually comes, but also, I think we move into some, maybe even like death or re transformation yep. into regeneration. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be intense. You know, it is as we know that transformation can be. And again, these are energies we haven't experienced before. And what we can do historically is look back and say, okay, when Pluto was last here, the USA was formed. And that's when we know the Declaration of Independence was signed around that time. Uh, there was the new colonies, the 13 colonies of the U.S. But what we want to look at would be the bigger energy cycles, which was the splitting of the U.S. from England. And we can look at the bigger energies of what it meant 
to have a revolution and to look at where was their tyranny and where were their places where people felt disempowered and they thought they could do it better on their own. These are the same themes. These are the themes of, is the U.S. going to be one country still? I don't know. Let's just throw it out there. Is the U.S. going to experience different energies of revolution? Well, we've already been in that, right? And we're already in this very dynamic energy of people making choices around their health, around their well-being, around what matters to them in their lives. And we're going to continue to see during this Pluto return that anything that has served its purpose, anything that has already been completed is going to fall away. It's no longer going to have energetic support. It's going to be expired. And by the way, uh, let me clarify that Pluto return, what that means is that the energy of transiting Pluto is returning to 27 degrees of Capricorn, which is where it was in the USA's chart. And every country has an astrological chart based on when it was quote unquote born. Now, this can be tricky information to pinpoint because you don't have a country that's just all of a sudden formed on one day. It's formed through many events and many things that come along the way. So astrologers will choose a particular day and time that seems to be the strongest or where the energy is the most relevant. But it's understanding that this Pluto return is a cycle completing as well as a cycle beginning. And so that's why there's big energies of transformation. Uh, these are permanent changes. Pluto is associated with the soul's evolution, the soul's growth. It's associated with death and rebirth. But those things don't happen right away. It's a process we move through. And it's something that can't be rushed because part of the gift of Pluto is in seeing the deeper energies, the deeper messages, what needs to change, what needs to be elevated and grown. So these are very big energies. And they're reminding us that we are capable of existing and surviving through these big times, but that it will require each of us to make various changes in our own lives because we're going to be feeling these energies at an individual level as well. And I mean, we should say the actual return, I believe it happens February 22nd of 2022. Yes, it starts in February 2022. And then because of the retrograde, it goes back and forth into 2023. And then there's still some energies in 2024. So this is over a span of a few years is mm. how it plays out. And we're kind of in the orb of it now, right? So even we, like how we're in the orb of age of Aquarius, like there's, there's time and space on either side that you feel the energies, correct? Correct. And that's the transition energy that we're all feeling. You know, there's this big energy of uncertainty, right? And that's going to continue. I mean, there's going to be a sense here of anticipation, uh, worry, what's happening next, uh, anxiety. I mean, these things are very real for us at a human level. And part of our job and our duty to ourselves is to take care of ourselves and our energy systems to work with our nervous system, to calm them down, to understand where we go when we need to feel trust and faith in a process. 
how we can feel strong in ourselves, how we can just take each day as it comes without over planning or over forecasting into the future um, because we don't know. And that's the thing about astrology too, is that we can see the cycles and the themes and we can anticipate what is changing, but how it comes about can show up in so many different ways. You know, we don't know all the specifics. So we are doing our best every day and basically developing new tools to navigate these very powerful energies so that we can maintain our own physical energy as well as our emotional energy, psychological energy, and spiritual energy. Mm, yes. And then I want to say, um, so you said Pluto is in Capricorn for this return, but it also is in the second house. So let's just chat a little bit about the second house. Sure. Yes. So in the USA's natal chart, Pluto in Capricorn at 27 degrees is in the second house. And the second house is where we go for stability. It's about self-reliance. It pertains to finances, what we value, what we own, our possessions, our own personal money systems. Uh, for example, for an individual, it is the money that you have in the bank. It's how you save, how you take care of your personal finances. So for the U.S., you know, this really would signify how the monetary systems would be changing, how the economics will be shifting. And, you know, is there going to be something big happening on Wall Street or in the global markets? Um, the energy in astrology, we look for repeating themes. And there's many repeating themes here that tell us that the economics will be changing in a very big way that things that we thought maybe wouldn't shift or have been kind of uncertain for a while, the astrology suggests that there will be financial changes, there will be economic changes. And, you know, we're already seeing that and we're feeling it. And it started in a big way in 2020 with COVID. And so it kind of got things rolling in a sense. And now we're going to see some more big shifts in essentially what we value, because that second house is about our value systems, which are what you build your life on. You know, you build your life on certain principles, on, on certain things that matter to you. And I think that part of the astrology is showing us that we're having a shift in what matters, in what we find is important. Uh, there's also the energy here of back to basics, of back to essentials, back to what you need in your kitchen, uh, what you need in your life, you know, what you need in your career, what you need for your family, what is essential and what is essentially frivolous or what is extra, because you might find that the energies are supporting you in focusing on the essentials and to basically cut back as needed and where necessary. And that gives you also a sense of grounding as well during these big times. Yes. And do you find or do you feel that even the energies that we're feeling individually that emanate out into the collective from the age of Aquarius is a huge support during this Pluto return? Yes, because I feel like these age of Aquarius energies that are coming in and that we're already feeling and sensing are connecting us to future potential, to new timelines, like new things that we can build and develop as we move through these energies. So I feel it's really supportive. It's, 
helping us keep our eyes above the horizon, you know, looking at the big picture, what really matters, where do I want to be, where am I going, and just reminds us, too, of the infinite power of creation, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Lori, and how the ability to create is one of the gifts of being human. So there is this excitedness here. It's like this palpable energy too, where what are you going to create next? What are you going to create in your energy going forward? Because you may find yourself connecting with new potentials that you weren't even aware of before. Yeah. And as we move higher into our consciousness, the potentials just grow. There's possibilities everywhere. We're living in a spiral dimension, no longer just linear. So that's really exciting. It's almost, I mean, Molly, is it almost as if it's all happening divinely? Oh, I absolutely believe that. (laughs) And that's something that I trust. I mean, that gives me reassurance, even during the hard days or the low periods and you know, like the times when you just feel like you're pulled under and you're at the bottom of the ocean and you're like, you know what, but there's a purpose here being at the bottom of the ocean. And there's something beautiful that can come from this. And it's, I'm not alone. You know, I'm not traveling by myself. You know, we're more connected than ever before to all kinds of energies, to our guides, angels, the universe, spirit, you know, whatever you call it. I feel like that is one of the best gifts of this journey is the spiritual connections and just what we can tap into beyond the physical world. Mm. And I've got to ask, because I think people are out there wondering, do you get a sense of uh, maybe some timelines of when the rebirth is really going to start coming in? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I feel like it'll be uh, 2027 and 2028 and beyond. (laughs) Yeah, so I know you're looking at the calendar, you're like, Molly, that's not what I want to hear. (laughs) But the astrology suggests, and this also correlates to the energies of human design, um, where they're saying, too, that there's big energies that start in 2027. Well, the astrology supports that, too, because that's when the planets move into Aries, Uh, when we have Saturn and Neptune moving into Aries. And then we're also going to have uh, Pluto move further along. So the newness will really be exciting in 2027 or so. So let's see, six years away. But considering how fast time is going, um, you know, we'll be there in no time. <laughs> hey, you know, I got an Aries. Yeah. So I'm all about that Aries energy. Um, but yeah, that's, yep. it's also really nice to just kind of settle in and like, be curious, right? Like be curious. What, what could come up? What could even dismantle and what could be reborn and rebuilt? Like the possibilities, if we look at it in that way, it can be really exciting. Like just staying in our creation energy as much as possible on a daily basis, I feel like is kind of a superpower. I love that you said that, Lori, that's beautiful wisdom and a really strong reminder of what matters at this time. Because as things are removed and end and fall away, we are going to have some periods of a void, you know, these openings of a sense of what am I going to put right here? Or what am I going to build over here? Or what could occupy this space now that it's opened? Um, So that is a wonderful way to approach it is from that place of curiosity and creation. Thank you for sharing that. I really love that. Mm. I mean, you inspire it every dang day. 
every day. <laughs> okay, so let's just wrap up. I feel like we kind of just did the wrap up. That felt like a really like moment. But um, I just want to encourage people because I feel like that's our mission, you and I both. Um, yes. Is how, how do we move in a path of alignment and the human evolution that's available while our external world feels pretty chaotic? And I know we just said stay in the creation energy, but do you have anything else to add in? Well, I think this is a beautiful full circle moment where we come back to knowing your personal planet. Because knowing your personal planets are going to help you understand what lights you up, what feels good, what is rewarding, what's interesting, what's exciting. So the more you know yourself and you're able to understand what you need on a daily basis, then you can circle back to these personal planets and work with them, you know, really understand who you are, how to use your energy in a way that really works for you, you know, your own personal formula. And also, you know, keeps you connected to your own creativity as we go through these really big changes. So that's a beautiful full circle, Lori, where we come back to the power of your own personal planets as we move through these big evolutionary times. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. You know, and just on a note of the personal planets, do you find rando question right here but do you find that like in your relationships like familial friendship colleagues um romantic do you ever kind of check out their personal planets to see how you can relate to them in a deeper way yeah i think that's very important when you have your their permission or they're open to it i mean i do want to give that disclaimer yes. but there is something here where you start to understand how someone will receive or how they'll connect with you, what they are looking for, what they need. And, you know, every relationship is a synergistic dynamic where you want to understand who they are, what they need to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel loved. So I think that's very important. Um, there can even be some fascinating conversations that come up around that. And it can even help you understand, you know, the different ways uh, that people connect and relate. So yes, the personal planets are wonderful for that. And I have an exclusive thing to share with you, Lori, that I haven't Ooh. announced anywhere else. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh I, my God. Have, okay. I have an astrology book coming out <gasps> next year, all about personal planets. It's being published by Harrowfins Publishing. And it's I'm so excited about it because it's going to help people really get into knowing themselves in the personal planet. So that book will be coming out, I believe, in spring 2022. Oh my gosh. I've just held my breath that whole time. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a long breath hold. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I sprung that on you. You didn't know I was going to do that. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to do that either. <laughs> so I haven't announced it anywhere else, but it's currently in the works. And I can't wait till I'm able to share that with people and, and you can dive into more of this info. Y'all, we just got an exclusive bomb. That was a bomb drop. That is amazing. <laughs> Spiritual bomb drop and up in this house. Are you holding the title in for now? Yeah, okay. I am. It's still being massaged. But Absolutely. It will, I'll share it on my podcast when it's ready to go. But I haven't mentioned it anywhere else that it's in the works. We're working on it. And I really hope that it's, it's a good book 
for people um, who want to understand themselves even more. Well, this is so exciting, Molly, because I do feel like when we were just so focused on what's your sun sign, that is just surface. It's so surface level. And we're such dynamic, beautiful creatures. And when you really start getting into like our cosmic imprint in that way, I just feel like we deepen our connections in such a authentic and powerful way that we're all going to create a bigger love energy on the entire planet and in the galaxy. So how amazing that you are bringing that out for us. I cannot wait. Oh, I love that. I love how you said all that. And yes, I'm excited too. So thank you. I love how it's, you didn't even know I was having a book about personal planets, but that's what you asked. Like that's such a beautiful cosmic synchronicity. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea. And that was when I started, um, you know, feeling out this conversation we were going to have, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm telling you, you and I are connected in lifetimes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, Molly, thank you so much for sharing all of this. You bring such joy to my freaking soul. It's amazing. And I'm just going to say, you know, y'all know that I usually ask, um, who would your dream guest be and why? And I don't even feel like we need to answer it because Molly, 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 Molly is my dream guest. And that's, that's where we're going to. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I'm totally blushing and I'm like, oh my gosh, overwhelmed. Oh, that is so sweet of you. Um, but yeah, I know you do ask about your dream guest and I feel like what I get excited about Lori are actually energies that are very wise and they have brought humanity many messages. And I feel like what we're in right now are these openings into more, I don't know, it's like cosmic frequencies. So I think that someone that I think would be a fascinating um, guest who has already passed is Jane Roberts, who wrote a lot of really forward, you know, at the time, very evolutionary books like the Seth material, and um, other things that she brought forward. So I think she would actually be a really fascinating guest, uh, Jane Roberts, because of what she was so advanced and so ahead of her time. Mm, Fantastic. Thank you for that share. I mean, this was the best season three opener I could ever imagine. I have to say three is my favorite number. It's always resonated with me. So all of it is divine. It is magnetic. It all is aligned. So thank you so much for spending this hour with us and giving us such beautiful, beautiful gifts and energies from your soul to ours, Molly. Oh, well, likewise, Lori, thank you for everything that you bring to your listeners, your energy, your spark, everything that comes through and what you share, including all of your amazing guests. I mean, you always have the coolest people on your podcast. So I'm just grateful I can participate and contribute. Mm. Yes, queen. All right. So with that, we are going to sign off y'all until next time. Cheers. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends.
Yeah, you're so awesome. Like, you're just such a natural at this, and your moon and Gemini makes sense. But I just love it, girl. I, I just love listening to you. You're so wonderful. Oh, thank you're you. You're natural. I'm telling you, you bring it out of me. There are some people that you just get so fucking excited to talk to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're one yeah. of them.